welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. You love the podcast? Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Here it is, the moment you've been waiting for. The game within a game has arrived. Taking a book from the Survivor Playbook, the Eliminated Queens got their chance to battle back in a lip-sync showdown. So who will be returning to the competition? Well, that answer still needs to be revealed. Until then, we've got a lot of clues to sift through as we discuss the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6. Joining me to make sense of all the stunt shenanigans and buffoonery is real-life lip-sync assassin, Detective Adriana Trenta. Hello. Hi, I thought you were going to say real life buffoon, Adriana Trenta. Well, your words, not mine. Um, yeah. I know that somewhere on your resume, I, I, I believe. I would love to be a lip sync buffoon. That's that's like the ultimate yeah. lip sync assassin. Yeah, I, I, and, and, and you know what? I think Silking Up Megan Osh might get that title because there was a lot of buffoonery going on. Stunts, shows, shenanigans, buffoonery, um, camaraderie. I will say some camaraderie. Yeah, sure. Let's, yeah, there's that. This episode single-handedly has redeemed the entire cast, essentially, of of the season, except for, like, one or two people. Fair, fair, because there were definitely two people who I think were in their emotions and feelings, because they may have been right in their emotions and feelings but we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. that we'll, yeah. um but before we get into this episode we have to discuss the drag news of the week which is the cast of drag race uk3 has been revealed <laughs> lawrence cheney with the shortest reign in drag race history great i, I mean like um i, I saw anyone stick out for you uh the um I forget her name. The one that looks like Spyro. Um, I uh, thought- Charity Case. Charity Case. I love her. Um, I love her Instagram and I love her profile. I will say there's also one that kind of looks like uh, James Mansfield's in the with the blonde um, hair. Um, almost James Mansfield meets um, uh, 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 what Jennifer Coolidge. Who? Who is that? I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure. Hair, big, uh, big straight hair. Uh, wearing like a pink bustier with like some uh, like almost Zygmunt level like corsetry details. I'm gonna look up the cast. I'm gonna find the picture right now. Oh, um, uh, Kitty Scott Claus. Yes, Kitty Scott Claus. Yes, yes. I like her. Mm-hmm. I also really like um, the one that I peg as the as like the realistically like the favorite for me, and seems like the one that and I and I haven't been wrong in a couple of seasons. But my favorite is uh, Crystal Versace. Yes, Crystal's very, very, very interesting. Um, she's young. We love a 19-year-old. Um, I am 19? personally... She is 19 years old. I didn't watch any of the um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I personally am madly, deeply in love with uh, Scarlet Harlot because, uh-huh. um, oh my God, as a boy, that child is gorgeous and like the epitome of twink. Um, so that's my favorite of the season. Um, but can we like stop with Scarlet's? How many Scarlet's do we need? There's been we, one in every franchise. Wait, wait, we need to, you want to talk about gorgeous. Let's talk about Anubis out of drag. Have you seen her out of drag? 
tattoos don't do much for me. I can't. But like, she's also that- nineteen. Okay, never mind then. Ew, never mind. I am, <laughs> I am, I am a grandpa to these people. Um, but also, I will say that like I wasn't the biggest fan of this promo for them. It's an interesting promo. Um, as someone uh, said to me, the, the the theme was tertiary colors, and I was like, okay, cool in oh, in, in, in concept. Yeah. Wait, tertiary colors? Where are you seeing tertiary? I'm seeing primary colors. No, because it's it's the colors in between. They're not the 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 bold red, bold blue, bold yellow. It's the colors like in between those. Well, primary colors are red, blue, and yellow. Secondary colors are purple, green, and orange. Tertiary and then it's the colors, colors that go in between those. So they're 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 like, right in the middle. Yeah. I think this is this is color we, theory with Michael Block. This is this is like. They're very lucky Drag Race Down Under didn't have a promo shoot because literally this is one of the worst promo shoots I've ever seen. Fair, fair. Well, I'm excited for that season, even though um, poor Lawrence Cheney doesn't even get an entire year to reign as uh, Queen Supreme. Poor Veronica Green showing up to this looking absolutely overshadowed. Yeah, Veronica Green said, I already did this. I'm not spending money on this. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) She might get the Delta variant, so she knows that. Yeah, exactly. But we're, we're, we, we are here to discuss yeah. All-Star 6. Um, mm-hmm. I will say it now. When I watched this episode at 2 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. unimpressed and mad and had a lot of feelings and I was angry. And I was like, I, why couldn't we just do this every week? It would have been more fun that way, blah, 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 blah. Going back and rewatching for my notes, knowing the results and how things flowed, I watched it with a new perspective and I, ha- I had a little more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have been discovering is performers are loving this episode, non-performers, not as much. What? I that's thought what this, I, this was that's the what best episode of Drag Race since the return of the Queens in, in All-Stars 2. This was like, because, okay, I see what you're saying about how the, for, like, at first, why didn't they just do this at the end of every episode? This would have been so much yeah. more, like, it would have built tension and been amazing. But honestly, like, having it all go in once, it, it like, it was almost half the fun of having, like, the girls react to it while it was happening. Like, that, right. that was cool. Um, yeah, that that was a, a fun moment. Um, and we'll, we'll discuss how that um, experience uh, felt for them as they go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it's interesting. I think as we will learn, as we discuss each SmackDown and everything, I am someone who likes consistency and I like fairness and I'm not sure how much of that happened. And that did play a massive factor in a lot of this episode, but it did redeem someone in their complete journey on Drag Race. All right. We'll mm-hmm. talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk. So let's, let's dive in. It's after the elimination. Raja has joined the two-win club. She is over the moon, and she is proud of herself. Mm-hmm. After the echoes reverberate the soundstage, the finish line is getting closer. They are locked and loaded. There's a mini dance, yeah. There's a mini dance party leading to the discovery of what's in the box. Three votes for Eureka, one vote for Trinity. The nerve, but Trinity is okay with that. She thinks it was fair as she was in the bottom for the third time. So what did Raja decide? 
she picked Eureka, but she didn't show the lipstick to the girls, which I would have pressured her on. I would have been like, just show it to us. I don't know if uh, I believe you, girl. I think at this point, like, I, I like, mm, I've, I wouldn't, like, if I was on All Stars, that's what I would do, regardless of if it actually was the lipstick or not. I, I mm-hmm. fully like I fully would play fair to the girls and then completely say the other thing to the camera. But like right. I don't I I mean eh, I don't think that at this point in the competition, given how like fair quote unquote everything has been, it's like eh, if if someone's gonna throw a hinky vote and eliminate someone at the final stretch, I honestly wouldn't even be mad at it because at that point, if I'm the one that gets eliminated or was about to be eliminated, it's like eh, you know. I'm going to go out looking better than you anyway. Fair. Well, the TV screen suddenly turns on. It's Carson Kressley turned color commentator wearing a hoist blazer. Not a joke, just a fact. He welcomes them to RuPaul's Secret Redemption Lip Sync Smackdown. Say that five times fast. Yep. He looks like, uh, he sounds like one of those uh, WWE <laughs> announcers. Yeah. It, it was the funniest butch impression I've ever <laughs> I don't know it who was. he was channeling, but it, he, it was he was, he was lowering that octave and was not believable. Well, I mean, that's the that's the point, I think. Although of course, no, no, no. That explains that's where Carson was this entire season. <laughs> he yeah, was absolutely. Well, we learn that this competition has been nine weeks in the making, and as we and they didn't know it was happening, even though we were all told about it in week one, as Raja says, they should have read the contract a little bit more. Uh, it's that fine print. We'll get you every time. That is a gift waiting to happen. Anyone that's going to apply for Drag Race. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it, it, like, that's what I would love to, like, if one of the girls wants to, like, leak the contract when they're allowed to i just want to know where in the contract it was because clearly it was something about a twist may be involved i don't think you're allowed to leak a contract i think that's kind of the point of the contract are you kidding me <laughs> there have definitely been leaked contracts in the past well yeah i know but i'm saying like i don't think you're allowed to i think that like whoever leaked it like they hid their tracks well and they don't do drag anymore it's fair it's fair well trinity basked in the glory for 30 minutes only to have the de- to deal with this bullshit well, girl, we waited 10 weeks for it, so it's okay. We all, it's like samesies. Also, Loki, if you've done Drag Race at all, or if you've watched any All-Star season, you really have to just expect that a queen is coming back at some point. Of course, of course. The only one that um, didn't come back was uh, for All-Stars 5. They didn't have anyone, I don't think, right? Right. I believe so. But yeah, we, we, we are ready to dive into this fun SmackDown and... I'm going to give most of Carson's um, commentary because they, the, the writing for this was actually kind of fun. Whoever got to write these bits were should get a pay raise because they yep. get they should be do a better job writer the, for the acting challenges. Exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. Well, Carson reveals that every week the queens they eliminated were secretly lip syncing to fight their way back into the competition. The top four will get to watch all the battles like they're watching the episode, like us. And like Raja, we all want to know which bitch thinks they're going to lip sync their way to the top. The OG top four cheer as this is their placement and no one's going to take this top four away from them, even though it will be taken away very soon. Yep. Up first, it's the Panamanian princess Serena Chacha versus New York City's finest Jiggly Caliente. Can wig mogul Serena snatch a win or will Jiggly be too Caliente to handle? All right. As Rue says, let the redemption games begin. And 
we can note based on Rue's look and guest judge, Sister Sister Maori, the first battle occurred after episode three and will continue to be a week following the second competitor's elimination until we get to the final lipstick smackdown. Mm. I mentioned this as important as we will discuss all the shenanigans and potential rigory as we journey on and how much time everybody had to prepare for each lip sync. Well, um, here's the here's the tea, because I saw on Twitter this morning, Silky was given the song each like each week that they were doing this. She wasn't given them like the whole list. That is what I've heard as well. Um, interesting. Got it. Got interesting. It. Well, but again, because like she had actually, like, I don't know what the filming schedule was like this season. I know that it was very much truncated um, mm-hmm. where I think a quote unquote week was like two days, yeah. maybe a day, a day off for confessionals. And then yeah. they're back into filming the next day. Yeah. Like, it, like she was given, from what I'm understanding, seeing the same amount of time with each song as everyone else was. As far gotcha. as like, I, I don't think like they got like the playlist at the beginning of the season. I think they mm-hmm. told her, Hey, the next song is going to be this when they told gotcha. you. So, so, so there could have been some rigory deciding what song went to which week. Well, no, because um, we'll talk about it, but I think that there, it was actually rigged the opposite way. We'll talk about it. You mean to tell me that they were rigging it the opposite way by giving Pandora a box, Ariana Grande? But look who was before it. We will talk about it. We will talk about it. Let's move on. All right. All right. Serena is... Serena is welcome back and her cha-cha heels are ready. Like the Lips and Assassins reveal, the Eliminated Queen gets to hide behind the curtain. It is Jiggly Caliente looking like she is in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, fun look. Rue tells them that they should, should they win the lip sync, they will battle the next Eliminated All-Star. And queen by queen, one lip sync at a time, they will fight their way back to the competition. Serena tells Jiggly she adores her, but she didn't have her vote. So let the game within a game begin. Jiggly tells Serena that she hopes she's ready to go back to Miami because she's going to get a New York beatdown. Are you familiar with New York beatdowns? No. <laughs> All right. So the song is Free Your Mind by En Vogue. Great song. Um, really fun song. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Barbie girl. But, uh... <laughs> Fair um i didn't i honestly i'm gonna be honest i didn't think that this was like the strongest lip sync no not at all and honestly whenever i hear this song okay this is gonna be a really white person thing to say i know that i know the music video i know the original song i will always think of mel b on dancing with the stars dancing to this song (laughs) because i was like 11 and she came out in a full lingerie and dominatrix panty suit to match the music video I will always think of that. And I can't imagine anyone listening to this in wearing anything but black. Fair. That's that, That's fair. Um, Jiggly was almost wearing black. Full. There's some blue in there. He was wearing pink and blue and had black hair. Okay. And she had, didn't she have the black um, corset? No, that was Pandora. No, I think Jiggly did as well. Because I was pissed off at seeing a corset. Why are you pissed off at seeing a corset? Because it's got to look good. Nah. All right. Well, 
I will say that Serena has certainly improved since season five, because um, this really is the first time we've seen her lip sync in a um, lip sync for your life. And, you know, Jiggly got some passion. She really, like, again, this was not the best, but what I will say is it was really cool seeing these two get their shot to show off their skills. And that's what this is all about. I know the rest of the episode is going to all be about gimmicks and stunts and, and, and tricks and shit, but sometimes it's fine seeing a authentic lip sync where your mouth is your focal point. Yes, comma. I think that this episode also really, or this performance really gave a gift to both the performers. It made Jiggly sort of redeem herself because we know that Jiggly is this powerful lip syncer. And Serena mm-hmm. was given this like sort of delusional weird edit that she kind of like shook off a little bit with this performance. But I will say on the subject of gimmicks and, and everything like that, at the end of the day, I don't necessarily, I mean, maybe it's just me being post pandemic, but I feel like lip syncing at this point is like, it's all about just being entertained. Like whatever sure. is entertaining the people that you're performing to. Cause at the end of the day, everyone just kind of wants to enjoy themselves. Like there, are, there is a moment for like intensity and like performance and like sort of giving it, but I don't know. I wish that like, I wish there was something more to this lip sync. It really was kind of just like a. That's middle- fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I feel like the song really packs a punch, and it really is one of those songs that does have a lot of energy to it. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. Serena tossed her jacket. She's got some moves to show off. Um, then we got Mrs. Jigglesworth doing a split and whipping her hair. Um, and that's very classic drag race. This, this was what felt like season four, season five lip syncs. And again, yeah, this, this is where yeah. these two came from. Yeah. Um, so in that respect, it's cool to go back to the roots of drag race mm-hmm. and to see what, where the show really originated. Yeah. Um, I think that, but, uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that... No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I, what I think in a more eloquent way of what I was trying to say was that, like, it doesn't have to be 110% in your face the entire time where it's like you're constantly looking like you're screaming in pain lip syncing. Sure. And I think that, like, that's something that is a little bit of a nuance because you can also go the opposite way, which we're going to see in a minute, of just, like, absolute buffoonery. And it's kind of just like, uh, tone that down a little bit. Anyway, you, yeah. you were saying? Well, Rue has made her decision and saves Jiggly. Do you agree? Yes. Yes. Undoubtedly. Serena was never going to make it past the first lip sync. I agree. And and I think I might have given Serena a little bit of an edge just because it wasn't what I was expecting. But either way, I think they both did a very commendable job. And for to start off this episode this this is the way the episode should have started off plain simple two queens that we haven't seen for a couple weeks just getting to show us why they came back for the show i would have given it to jiggly just in the simple this is this is a very cunty thing to say but as a performer Uh i hate seeing something where i go i know exactly where you got that from i know exactly which designer you use i know exactly every like i could buy that off of you I okay. hate that. <laughs> and, that's fair. That's and fair. I was, and I was like, oh, that's a really great Monique V uh, bodysuit, Serena. I know exactly which one that was because I've seen three other people wear it. <laughs> it's just like, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Do you think Serena will 
uh, hair Rue one day? No. I, I, I wanted Rue to be like, no, thanks. Like, she just nodded her head and didn't say anything. <laughs> she said, okay, Selena, bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jiggly mm-hmm. is one step closer to rejoining the competition, but they've only just begun. The TV mm-hmm. shuts off and the top four say that Jiggly ate that lip sync. Um, and as uh, they say, Jiggly went to the hotel and stretched. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, she did. Jiggly is now the champion, but she is about to meet her match in Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Silky walks out wearing a lot of leopard print. She is ready to lip sync and she has got the fight from season 11. Rue is thrilled to see her favorite Dr. Reverend return. Um, do we know any other Dr. Reverends? Um, I feel like Shaquita has a doctorate. Okay. Oh, yeah? I, well, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like she actually does. I, she may be. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, Silky looks back to meet her opponent and immediately knew it was Jiggly before, before the screen came up. Um, I will Silky say said, that, was, that was kind of some bullshit because, yes, it was funny, but like after a while you kind of can tell who it's going to be based off the body shape. Correct. There, there was one time she tried to hide it and it just didn't, wasn't going to work. Yeah. As Silky says, they trying to vote all the fat bitches out, but is Jiggly fat anymore? I don't think, I would not call her fat. You can call her Jiggly, but you, but I mean, like, I will never call someone fat. I will always just say, I, I will never comment on someone's appearance. Um, Jiggly herself has said that she's on a diet and she's like, trying to like thin up and sort of like be a different shaped person but i don't really like they laughed at it and it was like a joke so i think they have that camaraderie to like laugh at themselves over it but i mean you know i would i like that was the thing like this entire season when they're like four big girls i was like i wouldn't put jiggly in that box anymore she looks fucking great she looks great yeah i think i also really love this outfit on her i really loved the Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. the 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 flip sequin hip pad things that were on her they look yeah. like hip pads <laughs> yeah two fat bitches in fucking leopard print that's how it is silky tells jiggly she loves her but they can get on instagram live later to which jiggly says silky is going back to mississippi tonight and silky has one more in her and tells jiggly that she looks like she stretched out her cheetah print i love when they're just like this there's this authentic banter like yeah. they need to bring this back this is like really fun like yeah they clearly were like okay like we're gonna do this but like we're gonna have fun doing this yeah um and and speaking on that i have to say watching the top four um react to the video the way we react to the show everyone is just a fucking fan of drag race and it's really cool to get to see them be in our position for once yes and it was, and it's weird because I wouldn't even really consider this like an episode of Drag Race. Almost, it feels like I'm just watching a drag show. Sure. Just over, like, yes, there's like, there, like, there's competition around it, but it feels like, like after a while, these performances were kind of just like, I feel like I'm like watching Lady Liberty, and I'm watching like well, all these people. Let, go let me let me ask you this question yeah. because this 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 episode is probably closest tied to episode one of season thirteen. Yeah. We had fatigue watching that. Yeah. We did not have fatigue watching this. What is the difference? We know the queens and I think there was stakes built into this because not only was it something that like we knew the characters going into this. We knew who, and we had expectations of who these characters were. 
and every single character's perception for to the audience was changed with this episode and it just mm-hmm. brought joy to us watching these queens sort of succeed and yeah. do what they want to do and sort of share their gifts with the world um i think that also they picked better songs yeah I, I the, the this song list um there were there, throughout my notes I'm like yes I love this song love the song these were very good choices and I think that another thing that was really important was that they did this after everyone was eliminated and got the nerves out of them because when right. you're on the first episode you're going in thinking like oh I'm that bitch I'm gonna write this this verse for the first challenge or make this dress and like be amazing and like and cow like you're right you're you're at 110 percent in your face and you're like thinking you can scream every lyric in a lip sync sort of thing you're not having fun while you're doing it right this was fun yeah no i agree and and, and that's why i think it is important to compare both of these episodes and yeah. to figure out should drag race want to follow that um first episode thing again how they can improve it from a production standpoint because again they literally threw them to the wolves in season 13 and said you're doing this it's never been done before and good luck the song is girls just want to have fun by cindy lopper finally what an excellent song this was so bad uh, everyone yeah knows, everyone knows the words to this song everyone knows the exactly words. um and it was just so fun to see jiggly play around even though she was eclipsed by um silky like physically because she stood in front of her for a comfortable camera shots. She's, she's kind of like in like, uh, like if in phases of the moon, uh, uh, Jiggly is kind of like a crescent and uh, I would make Silky more of like a waxing gibbous. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. That's well, my fourth grade science Jig- knowledge for you. <laughs> Jiggly whips out her signature lollipop and Silky is like, hold my drink. During the musical interlude, Silky begins to take out a glass, then a Ziploc of ice, then a mixer, then booze in one of the funniest gimmicks in reveal history on Drag Race. Dr. Reverend Silky Nutmeg Ganache became her own bartender and poured herself a drink. She did that. I am waiting for- The first gimmick, that was it. That was one of the best. I'm waiting for someone to do that live. I'm waiting for Jasmine Rice LaBeija to pull out a full like mixer and make like a mojito on her titties. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this was the moment. And in my opinion, we could have stopped there when it came to shenanigans and stunts. Um, But we'll get to the other ones later. Well, did you see on Untucked? She had a bag of chips too. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I thought um, it was, I was entertained to all hell because it made sense. It was girls just want to have fun. So she was a girl right. just want to have fun and, and again, waste. Exactly. It was. Yeah. So and I think the moment she was drinking and had her hand lip sync for her was very cute mm. and very campy. And that's what the song is. It's fun and campy. Yeah. So it fit this particular song. Yeah. Did Jiggly just get licked or will Silky walk away with her cocktail between her legs? Well, Trinity thinks Silky ginger thinks it's Jiggly. I give it to Silky and so does room jiggly sashays away and we will always call her jiggly um this was a fun lip sync and i think um it will be one to remember i think this is one of the best lip syncs in a long time that we've had on drag race not one of the best ones but i think one of the best ones we've had in a while yeah it was it was dare i say be iconic Mm, i get where you're going with that but eh. yeah 
When the TV turns off, Raja asks the questions we all have. How did the ice not melt? It's hot in those titties. Yeah. And I think it's like... There are a lot of lights shining on her. Yeah. And like, you know that the production said, okay, stop. We got to hold. We got to reset for things. Right. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, I'm sorry. It was a bag of water that she just poured out. I agree. Um, she has, I, she, she has a, a Yeti cooler inside her titty too that she unzipped. <laughs> no, no. Now, now you're just asking a designer to make a Yeti cooler t- like, sh- sh- like bustier. Although I, w- you know what, I will have Pierretta Victory make that for me. And just like I'll have my designer make the the. Uh, have you seen that person on TikTok that has mm-hmm. the the basket built into a wig yep. when she pulls out the flask? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So, very good lip sync. Um, obviously, we're this is one to talk about because it was surprising. We didn't expect it, and that yep. is the thing that is going to come into play as we continue on. Is Mm-hmm. What is going to be expected? What's not expected? Who was ready to play and who was there to play just lip sync for fun? Yeah. They know that the next person will be Yada. And can Silky knock back another win? Or can re- the recently eliminated Yada Sophia Escapalante her way back into the game? Yara comes out with those crazy contacts. Looks like she took her meds tonight. She looks like she's a little uh, more mellow. Um. It's time to see what Silky's got as Yara gets giddy seeing who it is. This time, Silky is wearing a big giant overcoat, big blue hair, and honestly, it's not the worst thing she's worn. I will say, I was like, what song has Madonna and Missy Elliott on it on the same track? Because this was very weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yara asked Silky if she needs help repacking, which apparently everyone got a kick out of. That was, well, it was really funny because like it, like the subtitles made it even funnier. Right. I will I will say, this was one of the the couple people that I was referring to where I don't think got the redemption they necessarily should have gotten because I feel like I feel like Yara was disliked by producers for whatever mm-hmm. reason because she was the only one. Spoiler alert: when she you know performs after and she walks off the set we don't see her walk off the set we just hear her go right so i like and i feel like with the subtitles and like all of like the kookiness that they were showing it was just kind of like i think they didn't something happened between season three and this one where like the producing people changed or something and i feel like mm-hmm. they just didn't get yara or she got to yeah, fight for them I, I don't know i i i mean as we'll get into the slimstick but i really do think yara was missing energy it's it's not the yara we're used to um she didn't fight as hard as we've seen her fight in a lip sync well yara now has lip sync for her life three times and has set no one home yeah so well I, the I song don't know if she's is a lip syncer. <laughs> no maybe not but the song is point of no return by expose a lip sync song made famous by darian lake and benda creme um, very interesting that this is a song that made its comeback on the show. Maybe I guess people forgot about it. I always am very hesitant about this sort of thing because whenever it's a whole smackdown of songs and there's only one song that's been repeated, I always go, what was the original song that was supposed to be there? Because you clearly ha- still have the rights to this song. Just like, sure. just like how on um, season 13, the only song that was repeated was When I Grow Up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. Or on Drag Race Down Under when they're uh, forced to lip sync on that bitch. Oh my god, yeah. Twice. Yeah, terrible. Terrible! So, 
this song I feel like is a bit of outside of Yara's element. Um, and you can tell there was a little bit of pre- hesitation in her presentation. I don't want to say that she was giving up, but I don't feel like this was a song she felt 100% comfortable in. Um, Yara starts taking off some clothes and Silky is like, me too. I'm going to do that too. Uh, and that coat is off. And then she reveals those car wash pants. <laughs> Working at the car wash. Why is that not in a song? I don't know. That would be a fun song. I'd love that. You just get a you bucket have... and a mop and start scrubbing the floor. <laughs> Do you have a pair of car wash pants? You know, I actually was working on something like that. Um, I want to be, um, I want to get like uh, nipples that are like the, the things that shoot out the foam. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that way, you can just get a full wash and scrub from me any of my shows. There you go. Yara uses her legs as a guitar, but Silky goes back to the stage and pours water over herself. This, this gag, less rewarding. No, I think this was even more risky because this is a gag that can really go wrong if you're not careful. Absolutely. <laughs> and Absolutely. It yeah. was, but now I ask the question, was it necessary? Yes, of course. Of course. Why? Because so, running water always makes things a lot more epic. Have you ever seen Roxy Andrews lip sync to booty while Alaska, Ivy, and Jinx all take bottles of water and just make it rain on her. Mm-mm, it is the it is the most epic thing in the world. They're just taking little mini water bottles and there's a kiddie pool and she's in it and they're just sprinkling it on her as like a shower. It is like water makes everything so much more epic. I think it but I was think it necessary for this song for this lip sync or did she do it just to have? I think she did it just to to have, which nothing wrong with that. If you have a a, a move that you know can go in multiple places. Mm-hmm. It's better than doing the same move every lip sync. If she didn't have this in this moment, would she still have won? Yeah, of course. See that, and that's that's where I'm going to start getting to is asking that question: Would she have been able to hold on her own? I agree. She, without the the water, it's still she still would have had it. Um, I think she did outperform Yara in this performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like I said, sometimes just going over the top and just like having the whole everything in the kitchen sink that actually might not even be the worst thing especially if you're performing to the cameras that's fair and i i just i my worry is if you you keep on doing it it's no longer as fun and rewarding kind of like how you do like um a center split four lip syncs in a row and still get your ass saved but she's still bitter about things isn't she i that is a whole lot of emotion for I sent home my best. I, I sent home a friend that I don't, you know, see every single day on dra- Like, is she even, okay. I don't even really think that they're that close of friends. They no, they're the not. Yeah. I don't see her interacting with her every fucking day. Like, I don't know. Exactly. Well, Rue gives a second win to Silky. Yara is defeated and you can tell she is checked out. But yeah. as you alluded to, we're, that's, that's all we're going to get from Yara until we get into Untucked. Will Silky not make Ganache continue her domination in the competition? Not if challenger Scarlet Envy has anything to say about it. Who will step up her poussey and take it to the next level? To the point of no return? No, we already did that one. (laughs) Scarlet struts out in a black and silver catsuit and a brunette wig. And I'm like, damn, she's ready to fight. I've never seen Scarlet look this good. I will say I can always clock when someone's not ready to really lip sync and, and throw down if they're wearing platform thigh high boots because those things are unstable as hell fair that's fair <laughs> she was coming for blood she, I, I, th- we're used to seeing her a little more pristine a little more um 
debutante. This yeah. this was like she's ready to fight. I so I appreciate seeing this side of Scarlet. Yeah, it was um, a little bit vampire. I loved it. Yeah. Silky is profile wearing shoes from the Ginger Minge collection and one of my favorite costumes in her collection. I think this red Leah with the tinsel first sleeves, it was really beautiful. And you know what? That honey blonde wig with the butterflies was very pretty. It were it looks like that color and how glossy it was, it was such a beautiful, and this is where I really was like, wow, Silky's really amazing. Like, I know we, I know we hate her for going to uh, um, Puerto Vallarta with all the other girls for a circuit party when there was no vaccine, but mm-hmm. like, I still think like, she, she is a, objectively a great queen. Yeah. yeah. Well, when she walked out with the flag, we knew what was coming. And as an observer and a judge, I think that blew the moment. No, I don't no? think so. Okay. Right, I think right. that I think that if you put whatever song it is, it could be Mozart. Silky Nutmeg Ganache next to Scarlet Envy, Silky Nutmeg Ganache is winning. All right. So let's discuss the flag of it all. The mm-hmm. booze and the glass and the water bottle, they all could have come from her to- hotel room. But the flag would have needed to be something she would have brought with her, right? Nope, because she made it out of an umbrella, scrap fabric, and all of her Anastasia Beverly Hills glitter. The the flag? Yeah. It was I thought scrap- that was the guitar. No, she posted it. She t- she tore off an umbrella and put a uh, put scrap fabric from an old dress on it. And that's why it was so see-through, because it wasn't fabric that was made for a flag. And she put okay, all for Anastasia gotcha. Beverly Hills glitter on it. She made that in her hotel room. All right, all right. <laughs> she was prepared for these smackdowns. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I guess the question is, did the other queens have access to this? Were they told they can do this? Or did Silky just say, you can uh, yell at me and after the fact? I think that's what she did because if there's one piece of advice that I have always kept in my ear, it's Bob the Drag Queen going, do first. Forget, uh, ask for forgiveness later. Like she, That's she fair. didn't tell anyone she was going to do two characters on Snatch Game. She just did it. Right. Yeah. Well, there, there's a mystery about the flag. Yeah. Scarlet knows that Silky is motherfucking ready to do so, but she's not ready for this. She, she, she's not ready to lip sync. But it is a season eleven battle, mm-hmm. and the song once again, finally, "Song for the Lonely" by Cher. What an epic song choice! I mean, if you want to talk about passion and heart. This song is one of those numbers that, like, you come in fighting. I guess. You don't like it, do you? Are you not a Cher fan? I am a Cher fan. In fact, I'm recording a rap album as Cher. I told you about this, right? I told you about this, right? I'm recording a rap album as Cher. Like, I'm, I'm doing covers of a bunch of famous rap songs sung as Cher. Oh wow! What breaking news on? on yeah, talk. yeah, I never knew. I did not yeah, know. This. I got WAP. I got the Thong song. I got the Whisper song. I got all those. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, I hope I get the exclusive download uh, when it comes out. Oh no, bitch! There will be a cabaret show. There will be production, and you can see Cher performing the Thong song. <laughs> That's you know what? That's all we need in the world. Yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. I, um, I, I think Scarlett came out looking like Cher and performing mm-hmm. like Cher. That's not necessarily a good thing when you're coming out performing no, no. Cher. So, no, no, no. <laughs> Scarlett stayed still, punched the sky like a gay on the dance floor at industry on a Saturday night. And then Silky came by performing like she was a gay on Fire Island with one of those Vail fans with Correct. her flag. Correct. 
absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no. She was whipping that flag, and I asked, like, did it add anything? Not really, but it was just she had fun. She had fun with the song, and that is what this 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 performance was. It transforms. Um, it transported me to a pride parade. Yeah, no, it absolutely was. Scarlett did a lot of bopping around. Silky brought a lot more movement. It was kind of close um, mm-hmm. because you could see there was a fight within Scarlett, mm-hmm. but Scarlett is just. It, she's not that girl. She's not known for being a passionate lip syncer. She is yeah. a beauty queen. She is there to make, she, she, she's a host. She yeah. does what that stuff very well. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But Silky is an entertainer. She performs and it was a bit lopsided, but I was proud to see Scarlett really give it all she could. It reminded me of her last dance lip sync where it was like, she knew she couldn't be the other person as a dancing queen, but she right. still gave it her all and she still did everything that she could do. And that's all I ask for. Yeah. Just, just give it your all. And I yeah. think that that was, I mean, it was better than Yara's lip sync. I agree. Absolutely. Silky's energy was not flagging, but wasn't enough to fight off the Scarlet fever. For me, Scarlet did give it to me because she allowed herself to be the focus while Silky did play with around with the gimmick for the boost, but I don't know. I, I I do have an affinity for Scarlet this season because I do think she did get fucked over um, with certain placements and because of the track record, she did go home in an unfair position. Uh, yes. So part of me wanted to see Scarlet get that redemption, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't going to be against Silky. I think that Scarlet benefit a lot this season from being that queen that got robbed and mm-hmm. being sort and like because I think that at the end of the day, Scarlett wouldn't have beaten anyone else in these lip syncs with any of the other songs. And that's no shade against her. That's literally just like looking at the songs and what they called Absolutely. for. I don't think Scarlett would have been the one to slay Focus or, or um, uh, well, Barbie Girl maybe, but we'll get there. But yeah. I just, I don't, I, I don't know. I think that Scarlett got very lucky with how favored she was with production and not favored by production, but like how well she came across on camera. Mm-hmm. Rue has decided it's another win for Silky once, twice, three times a winner. Mm-hmm. The TV turns off and they can tell that Silky is on a roll with all that fitness. She's going to come back as a size eight. That was this episode was full of gifts and one liners and yeah. just, I, I need like half of this episode just made into get, you remember on Tumblr Absolutely. back in the day where they had like the <laughs> compilations of all like the funny moments and episodes and like you just mm-hmm. steal the gifts. I remember I back those. when Tumblr was there for porn and then only and then only came, came, came along and, and now they're not for porn anymore. Though I've now there has been a few people I've seen on Instagram who are OnlyFans creators post that they have reached out to OnlyFans and said that information is not true. I don't know if that's actually fact or not. I've seen the exact opposite from the content creators that I'm friends with who posted saying that we got confirmation ourselves October 3rd. Like I think today even was like October 3rd. They were given like the actual, like, this is what's happening. These are everything that you can't do. And it's essentially everything that's on OnlyFans. So yeah, stupid. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Raja knows that Silky is doing well, but Ginger points out that she's about to be up against her other sister, Akiria. Mm-hmm. Another one for Silky, not Meganosh, but things are about to get real. In order for Silky to achieve redemption, she'll have to go head-to-head with one of her best friends, Akiria C. Davenport. We get to the main stage, and it is Silky stepping out first. This is different. 
Also, Silky has her face covered. Whatever could this surprise be? I will say I I fully okay. I didn't see it coming. No, I was like, because Silky, like Akira, is one of those queens who just kind of like piles shit on in like not the most flattering way sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of was like, okay, what what is this? Like, mm, like I was like, I was prepared to not like this, and I was like, come on, girl, like. And I was Silky. like, "Color's not good on you." Like I was like, "What is this hair? What is this?" Look at you. Yeah, yeah. Silky yeah. is feeling blessed and humbled as she's prepared from head to toe, and it's Trinity who is me this entire episode. Like I literally am Trinity. Um, she's just putting on shit. Yeah, yeah. Silky is scared because she is brought out first, and suddenly no one is there, and we are all gutted because Akira has decided not to accept Rue's invitation for redemption. Well, first, but- Silky was like. Did you guys bring out the ganja again? Yeah. We we do get a flashback to after Akira's elimination and see how all these moments were edited as the queens do, in fact, learn about the lip sync element in the message from Rue, mm-hmm. which I think is important for just the, how the structure of everything went. Mm-hmm. Um, Akira tells us that she's a fighting bitch, but she would rather respectfully decline than have her world shattered again. She's proud of what she did, even though even with the losses she took, she knows people will think she's crazy for not taking the second chance, but we will see, she will take the things she learned about herself and apply it to her next journey. If you go back to the episode when she is eliminated, you can already have sensed the decision in her attitude sans what uh, is revealed about the lip sync. Um, so you can kind of tell this was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a gutting decision. And I would have loved to see her defeat Silky because I think she would have. Um, she would have at least given her a run for her money because Akira, I think, is an excellent lip syncer. Um, I'm going to call shenanigans on this okay. one. I'm okay. going to call shenanigans because right. honestly, I, th- I think this is a punk move. Right. I, I did not respect this. I thought that this was... I think that when you go back onto All-Stars, you kind of... Remember how I said on season, like the season 13 girls, they all came in like 110% thing like, oh, I'm that bitch, cow, like yeah. I'm really taking myself seriously. When you go on All Stars, you kind of have to like realize that it's a lot of buffoonery and you're kind of like waka waka-ing sometimes, like sure. you know what I mean? And I think that like, even if you think you're not going to win, you like, you kind of have to just, like I've been in a lot of positions where I've, the show was a sinking ship and I was like okay like I'm just gonna go out there and just have fun and just like like because at the end of the day there are people there that came to see a show Mm -hmm. and I think that I don't think that it was a good move and I and it's not that I think that she's crazy for not taking the second chance it's that I think she's crazy for not just allowing herself to have fun because at the end of the day like thinking of it as like a second chance yes like that puts a lot of pressure on yourself and that like makes it like stakes but makes it stakes almost in the incorrect way because this is a this is entertainment this is a show Mm -hmm. this isn't like a drag pageant where it's like the most fair thing in the world and the most objective thing in the world quote unquote i don't know i think that like and i also honestly think silky would have beat her either way that's fair and listen i i think at ginger is gagged by the decision i'm gagged by it i'm also disappointed because i do like akira i do like what she brings and i think a lot of fans who support her would have loved to see her do this um but 
at least she wasn't bitter about it. At least there was a reason behind why she made this decision. Yeah, I think that at the end of the day, she also made the decision after several weeks in the bottom two, or in the bottom Mm -hmm. three, I guess, like, thinking, like, wow, I'm really not, like, doing as well as I thought I would. And, like, I also just don't think that she's, like, the best lip syncer. So I just, like, like, she only sent Raja home because Raja was in the bottom three times, and Akira didn't win her lip sync against Evie. I don't think that she's the strongest performer. That's fair. Yeah. Rue tells Silky that in accordance to All Stars rules that she Of which there are many. <laughs> there are many. But Silky wants to still lip sync or, oh, Rue says puzzled, like she didn't know that was going to happen. Silky mm. is not afraid of losing. And this is the third or third and a half solo lip sync of 2021. Um, it, it depends if you want to call the Sagittaria Dovima lip sync a solo lip sync. Because uh, Dovima did move her mouth a couple times, but this is the third time uh, a solo artist has performed lip sync. Well, don't forget four, because we're counting Tina Burner with Elliot and <laughs> Kamara doing Lady Marmalade. <laughs> Shady. Shady. Uh... Okay. The song is Barbie Girl by Aqua, and I screamed at 3.30 in the a.m. because one, this song is everything, and two, we just lost the opportunity to see two queens turn the song out, but it's okay because Silky gave us profile. What we can't see is the face to her wig. She undresses, spins around, and bam, she got half man, half woman beat. That's a man, Maury. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I, I, I say there is no way she had this with her for the show. There, there is not a runway or challenge yeah. that this would have been appropriate for. There would not have been a chance for her to do this beat for a legacy lip sync. So how the hell did she pull this stunt off? What were the rules for each queen? Did it even matter? Well, she made this in her hotel room. She and cut up her, she, if you notice, looked, that's- It looked like crap and you could well, tell. <laughs> well, here's the thing. That was her confessional shirt from season 11. Mm-hmm. If you, it, like she cut it up and, and layered it on top of each other. Yeah. I think that the, uh, the zebra pattern was her, uh, was her uh, 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 clash of the patterns runaway. And I think Maybe. she cut it up and made that. I now listen, think this, this is the most ingenious thing. Most ingenious. She, thing. It, it, if you want to say, like, you can tell designers, you can tell this was a silky design because it was crap. Um, it was glued together with heart um, and passion and hope and a dream. But um, if anything, this was a really fun showcase of silky getting to have fun and display why we love drag. Yes, this was about drag. This was fun. Like, this was the, I think I'm going to make a bold claim. This was the best lip sync in Drag Race history. Whoa! I think this Whoa! is the best. Li- I think this is the best lip sync in Drag Race history. Whoa! I think oh my god! I think this is the best lip sync. I think that well, one, the winner was clear. Two, I think that I think that this is a moment where everyone dropped what they were doing in their lives and collectively had fun watching this. This just edged out Alyssa and Tatiana for me. This wow. just edged it out for me. Okay, and it was one right. queen. And the best part about this was that who it was that was doing this? Because Silky is someone that was reviled by the fandom. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm going to make you see what's special about me. And made me laugh the entire time. If you like, I have not, I've watched this a lot of times and I've seen a lot of like recaps on YouTube. There is not one person who could sit there with a straight face or what have you. This brought me so much joy. And I yeah. think that what the world needed 
Yep. I mean, as fun as it was, it does remind us that Silky may not be the most polished queen with that wig and the look. It was fine. It was a mess, but that's what she does. That That's what we've seen from her on season 11 throughout this season. That's just her brand. Well, also at the same time, the song's not a good song. It's, yeah, I said it has been hanging up flat screen. No, I thought I, this song is very like, it's a catchy song because it's so bad. It's like the Macarena. It's like everyone knows this song and it's like really kind of just like, oh, like it's like a goofy sort of whatever. So she's doing a goofy sort of whatever. It fits. It's beautiful. Listeners, if you would like to go to an Adriana Trentis show and demand that she perform Barbie Girl, I, I, I highly, I'll I do highly it. suggest it. I'll yeah, do I want to see that. It's a, it's a fun song. I, I mean, yeah. like, it's a fun song, but it's just like everyone knows the words because of just how absurd and goofy yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Silky is out of her damn mind, and she is ready to prepare to face her fifth lip sync opponent. Trinity is sitting on the couch completely moping. She is me. She's like, what the fuck is this shit? And Raj is like, we're just enjoying the show. And Trinity is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was like, oh my God, that's so straight of you to say that. Yeah. Well, by this point, I think, well, here's another thing. I think this was editing because apparently Trinity said by the time this happened, they gave them several drinks and they were finally (laughs) having fun. And it was like, because this is when all Trinity was sleeping. She's exhausted. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the whole like sort of like, even with her, uh, when Ginger was like Jiggly won the first lip sync, I think that was clip from her versus Serena to build stakes. I don't think that, I think that once uh, Silky started uh, performing, that's when everyone started having fun. Fair. Well, Ginger says that Silky has won three and a half lip syncs and Raj is like, she may be on her way back to which Trinity does not appreciate her talking and manifesting this whole idea of another bitch walking in. Kylie calls Trinity Eeyore, and she is not wrong. She's not wrong. Silky faces a brand new challenger. The queen's ready to knock her off her throne. Enter Jan. Jan does show up looking mad. This is Dark Jan also looking sensational. I... I don't think she looks sensational. All right, all right. I like Dark Jan. It's a cat suit with a cape and... Uh, a really kind of generic boudoir Lafleur wig. I don't think that this is a, a, a. I was like, okay, what dark and moody song are we going to be doing? I thought right. it was almost going to be Defying Gravity at one point. And I was just like, <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah, I could. I yeah, could. Th- like, like I was wait and like, I don't know. Um, which is very like because when they do the uh, reveal for Silky, it's like Diana Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so. Rue promised her a second chance to redeem herself. Can she handle the pun? She was born to handle. You mean she was born to jandle. This, okay, this I have to call shenanigans on. Rue was shitting on Jan's existence with this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And Jan had no idea. Yeah, well, no, she had an idea. I don't, th- I think Jan didn't want to do it, but because of what happened with Akira, they made her do it. Fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. Also, they made Tina Knowles watch this shit. They made her sit through this. I think this was a great lip sync. I think this was the closest lip sync. No, 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 no. I, I agree with that. I just didn't know that like they would like the, the high star power that it probably took to bring her into this room. They made her stay for this. Well, here's what I think happened. I don't think that this was after the girls were performing. I you think it was before. Think this was when, I think this was when before because I think that, or even on lunch break. 
I think that's, that's very possible. Happen. It's, it's they still same day, but yes, yeah. I, I think that's definitely yeah. possible. Um, yeah. Is it Diana Ross, a Yeti? It's Silk Silk with the good milk. And what's she going to say back? It's Jan Jan. Jan She's Jan. a man. She's a man. Dead, deceased. Wow. Um, Silky has got tricks. What will this one be? As we pan up to Silky. A Buick. <laughs> yeah. If you look at the stage, you can see there is an item pre-placed on the ground. Not pre-placed. I think that was editing. And I think that she already put the guitar down. I think she had it behind her back. You think? I think she had it behind her back. She, she has said, and Jan has corroborated that Silky did everything and that she just like, she had to bring out her own props and everything. I think it was underneath the curtain. All right. Well, if someone can prove that, I would like to see the image. All right. All right. All right. But there was a um, a cardboard dream known as a guitar on the ground, and we knew it was we'll coming. Even, yeah, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it. I didn't okay. see it on the floor. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Sorry. Jan is dressed for the occasion, and Silky is like, "This coat is eating me." So reveal it into a cat suit. Meanwhile, Miss Jan slides into the front of the stage, whips her hair for a hair reveal that if we didn't look at the light that she just broke, would have been a clearly executed and I think a brilliant wig reveal. But unfortunately, it was that extra second that she hit that light that your eye went focused right down to the light and you didn't see the wig reveal. Yeah, it looked it's unfortunate. It was it so looked- accidental. But you know what? I have to give Jan credit for it because it was very good and was very well done. I, I mean, hey, I have to give her credit for the wig reveal because yeah, I've seen absolutely. many go wrong. And I think mm-hmm. that that is something that was, it's a lot better than the Boudoir Lafleur wig that she had on. Not saying anything against Boudoir, but I, when I say that, that joke, I mean that like, there's a, a very good queen in New York City named Boudoir who has, a, who has a lot of those wigs where it's short and has like the texture to it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. no, no, it, it really was a very good wig reveal. Like Jan deserves the credit. It was flawless. She just... If she didn't hit the light, we all would have seen it. And that sucks. Yeah. This is a rock out song. It is Heartbreaker by Pat Benatar. Brilliant song. Um, really surprised it's taken us this long to get this song. Um, but Jan was really turning it and doing it for me, in my opinion. I think she was really turning it and giving energy that it really deserved. I Absolutely. will say, I think Jan lost this lip sync before the song even started, though. All right. Because I, I think that when she saw Silky, she said she got eliminated third. She's already beaten all these girls. What the fuck? And was like, okay. And I don't think she wanted to be there. And I think based off her interaction with Silky, Silky shook her because she couldn't have a comeback. She couldn't think of anything. She gave that weird line that like everyone laughed at that because it was so bad. And it's just okay. like, I think that performing this song she got very lucky that she got a very serious and intense song because she was very seriously in her feelings sure that's fair yeah jan does air guitar and hand hand, head banging like we all do to this song while silky does take her prop and one-ups her um she got an actual guitar yeah um well no it was cardboard and uh, this was yeah this this was part of the umbrella as well um that's where the, the i believe the strings came from and everything yep um and the licking of the guitar the the yeah like they went in they went into it it was so good yeah and- when she started smashing the, the guitar on stage it didn't matter what J- jan did because the fun was focused right back on to silky yeah, yeah. and then she um, threw the guitar off it, it was yeah. it was the ultimate rock and roll moment and it was I think it, it was it was so a great good. one 
yeah, unfortunately, it just got a little lopsided with an advantage towards Silky. And and again, if they are all if they all had the same opportunity to create a prop, then that's on them. They that yeah. every other queen didn't take that opportunity to one up yeah. it. I think and everyone it, had the opportunity to. They were all getting ready in their hotel rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, this was really, really good. And I, I, I am proud of Jan. I thought she did really well with the song that I didn't know sh- how she would do. I have to say, I respect Jan for at least following through and doing the lip sync and doing it to the best of her ability. Period. Will, yeah. Will Silky not make a nice path to redemption continue or does Jan have it in the can? Yeah. Um, like I said, there was no question. It was Silky. Yeah. Silky, okay. Silky wins for the fifth time. Um, this is so shocking that Ginger is taking her undergarments off because too much to handle. Uh, cue the circus music. <laughs> Ginger smartly notes that if the next song is something in Pandora's wheelhouse, she can turn it out. Oh, Ginger, you're about to see the exact opposite. Okay, so let's talk about this lip sync. And let's talk let's about talk why about I think this. that this is... I think this is producer shenanigans, and I think they wanted Jan to beat Silky in that last lip sync. Okay. Because mm-hmm. the next song was an Ariana Grande song. Mm-hmm. We all know Jan has all those Ariana Grande looks. And apparently Silky too. <laughs> yeah. Well, Silky probably made that in the dress in the rooms. Maybe. Well, when the going gets tough, the tough gets sickening. But will Silky survive once she opens Pandora box? Hey, remember Charlie Hyde's? This is her now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pandy, what are you wearing? At least you kind of do look sexy. She did look a little sexy. Yeah, I guess. Like an old person. Yeah. Like Blanche Dubois. Yeah. I think that Blanche I, Devereaux. I think Blanche, that, Blanche, Blanche. Sophia. I think that yeah. um Pandora's redemption was in her being able to volley with Rue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not performing, yes. but but like being like, yeah. Now let's 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 dive into it. Um Silky is wearing a sensible sneaker. Yes, One that's of the right. LA Lakers. Silky, not Megan Nash, is about to lip sync on RuPaul's Drag Race in a sneaker, wearing an Ariana Grande pony. Um, Michelle Visage classically yelled at Miss uh, Vivian for wearing Wellingtons, which was blasphemy on the runway. We're giving her this one a pass? Yeah, because it matched the outfit. Okay. She was going for... But so do the Wellingtons for Vivian. Well, also, they had to give, like, some sort of comment. They had to give some sort of comment for that. Um... I think that Silky was giving a character of like a majorette or like a or like a basketball dancer sort okay. of girl, and it was. I think that that was the character, especially given the horns that were in focus. It really came across well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The song um, Pandora tells Silky that it's lovely to see her, but she's gonna have to beat her. To which and Silky says, says, "That's what the last five bitches said." That is so good. The song, as we have said, is focused by Ariana Grande, and the cards were stacked against Pandora. Like, this was not in her wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, so does that mean, like, obviously the next song it was the last song for this battle. Like, it was perfectly set up. Yeah. Did that, did that just mean that this was the last song available? And they're like, well, Pandora, sorry. I think that this was, they wanted Jan versus Eureka. Mm-hmm. I think that they wanted. I think that they wanted to give it the best chance for her, and I think the reason why was because I think they wanted Jan to lose the final lip sync, so that way she would crack again. Interesting, interesting. I think that this was a, and I think that Silky just said, "Never mind, I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, show off." 
And it was it was almost as one-sided as Silky versus Silky and Barbie Girl. Yeah. Well, Pandora was really giving you the words, but the attitude was she's just 21 Jump Street, this bitch. Like, this was an old dude impersonating a teeny bopper. This was a drag queen not knowing the message of the song or the vibe of the song, just pantomiming the lyrics. Yes, absolutely. Drag 101. Um, Silky's reveal to the silver diaper was uninspiring, didn't add anything, but she showed her undergarments again. That's what she's known for. I think that also at the end of the day, like, it's, you know, like, entertaining. Yeah. yeah, Silky did bring back the flop from Queens Everywhere, that, that infamous flop th- uh, that she did. Perfectly timed, I will say. Perfectly it timed. It was. This, this time it was t- perfectly timed. But for the sil- sixth week in the row, Silky wins. Rue, knowing how terrible of a season it was for Pandora, gives her credit and tells her that all season long we've been reminded of her amazing talents. I, it was an unfair journey for Pandora. There was no way in hell she was going to succeed this season. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say that she shouldn't have been brought back um, because she should have. She deserved another chance and she deserved a new audience getting to see her. But Pandora represents a very classic version of Drag Race that she wasn't ready for this version of, of Drag Race anymore. And, and, and it's, it was unfortunate. I think that yes, comma, and I think that not everyone that goes on Drag Race is going to be given the cards to succeed. And it's Mm -hmm. just about what you do with those cards and how willing you are to sort of have fun with it. Like not everyone gets the winner edit on Drag Race. Not everyone gets the challenge that works best for them, but it's when you go, okay, I'm in a wig like like the most serious moment of my life is me pantomiming the lyrics to a so- popular song on the radio and like having and like being a goofball like yeah. at the end of the day we kind of have to take a step back and go what are we doing right now yeah and absolutely. i think i think that pandora did that especially after given how like in her head she was when she got eliminated she really was like able to go okay even if i don't win i'm gonna have fun absolutely Silky is the lip sync guru. Put that on a t-shirt and sell it. Um, are you going to buy one? No. Sorry. Right, are you going to buy an Adriana Trenta shirt? Available at adrianatrenta.com forward slash apparel. Adriana Trenta loves to plug herself. Yes, I do. I, I do love to plug myself. <laughs> to return to the competition, Silky Nutmeg Nosh must win the greatest battle of them all. An epic redemption lip sync versus Eureka. This is going to be a battle of epic epic proportion and no this isn't a size joke <laughs> that was funny poor charlie xcx had to sit through three lip syncs on this here day what lips oh oh she i sat forgot three. yeah free during and then after i think so <laughs> this is why i think that they did it before the girls went on stage because they very clearly had silky do it when when she first got there yeah and to, with Pandora, and then I think that this one was after the girls went back into the workroom. Probably, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, Eureka comes back out in that cat suit we saw her put on. She tells us what's been going on. It's time to meet the one queen who stands in between her and redemption. It's Silky and an inflatable suit. This point, it's not even a surprise. Sasha Valor fucked up reveals on Drag Race for everybody. I thought this was uh I thought this was going to be some like I can't stand the rain <laughs> sort of yeah. super duper fly. 
beep beep who got the keys to the jeep vroom um vroom vroom justice for no okay i okay comma side note we need to talk about that I don't, I'm really not here for these, for all these fans of Drag Race being like, oh, it should have been this really obscure, deep cut song. That Is no it though? Did. Okay. Mm. I think that it, like most lip syncs on Drag Race at this point are radio singles. I agree. I agree with you on that one. Not, not called classics. Like I'm just like, okay, okay. if anything, it should have been Break the Rules. All right. That's fair. That's that, fair. That was her other big single. Mm-hmm. Silky is so hangry that she is eating chips from a Ziploc bag because it has been a long filming day for her. Yeah. The song is Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. This was the perfect topper of this game within a game. I think this was an excellent song choice. And it, you want to talk about stakes. This song has got it. Well, it, I don't think it's necessarily about the stakes. I think it's more so about the name of the song. Of course. No, absolutely. Since You've Been Gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eureka uh, is herself and Silky has all the stunts. Okay. Did you think that? Who do you think won this? All right. Let's let 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 let's continue. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because I have I have a lot to say about this. We hear Silky tell us that this lip sync is a story of her mom who lost eighty pounds. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Eureka is losing her wig as she humps the stage and serving you all the emotional wear all the emotion while wearing her mom's life alert. But then it's time for Silky to do her stunt. She gets stuck. She gets stuck inside the inflatable. The TV shuts off before we get the results. Classic, t- classic, classic, classic reality TV. Story arc. This should have been Silky's, but Silky lost it because of a stunt. Eureka won because she performed. And that's my problem with the stunts. If you have to rely on the tricks and not your talent, you deserve the full redemption story. While we don't know the full result officially, I think Eureka proved that heart and soul is what drag is all about. I'm about to shit on your life with this analysis if, of, of this lip sync. If, if Eureka was able to, if, if Silky was able to get out of the inflatable, she would have won. I think that Silky won this lip sync even if she doesn't come back. I think that I think that Eureka is going to come back. Silky won. And I think why? that the reason why Silky won was because she stayed committed to the bit and what her story was for the performance throughout eureka would you have known about the story had you not heard the confessional yes because it was about weight loss she was doing the exercises she came out with the chips beforehand and then she ripped it off and she was a little bit thinner not by much but she was a little bit thinner i think that the thing with eureka that really bothered me was that the very beginning of the song and the end of the song were two different performances. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the song was Eureka lip syncing uh, to uh, If, when she did like the leg kicks and the splits and all the other stuff. Then she saw halfway through that it wasn't really working and Silky was still kind of keeping up with her. So she just started going, my mom and crying, which is not what even the tone of the song is about. The song is about being elated that something in your past life is gone. I don't think that this is the moment to talk about your do- your dead mother and bring out a life alert and say, oh, woe is me, please save me. Because she already did that in the first episode mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. she had her face and she dedicated it to her mom. Sure. It's like, okay, great. Like, how many Well, times- I mean, if you want to talk about story arc, first to now, there, there's the full story that's arc for you. That's right not now. a story arc, that's a line. 
I think okay. that I think that there's a certain level of cheapness that comes with that because what can you say? You can't you can't you can't say Silky you win, Eureka you were talking about your dead mother. Also, if we want to talk about things going wrong, Eureka's wig kept sliding off and we kept seeing I her, said that. Her, yes, of her, course. her um her stocking. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is even more messy because now, yes, I, I think it's tor- uh, torn off, but we still see what's going on. Now, let me ask you another question. Yeah. We've discussed already prior to this lip sync, all the queens had the same amount of time to prepare for each lip sync, mm-hmm. except for this one. This one, I think, should have been live. I think what should have happened was we saw Pandora and Silky. I think this, the end of this episode should have been like, okay, we don't, what, Silky has to face Eureka. It'll be continued in the next episode. And then the girls all come out and do like a runway, like how Manila and Monet did. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, just sort of like, okay, they're going to watch from the sidelines. And they do it like the next day where it's just Rue, Michelle, Carson, and uh, Ross. And then Fair. that way we see who wins live. Right. Well, it's more so the question of Eureka didn't have the fair time to spend three days preparing for this lip sync and creating a stunt. She literally had, she put a new cat suit on, a wig on, and went out to the stage while Silky did have a stunt ready to go. Yes. That was, so, well, also at the same time, I don't think Silky had uh, the advantage of recency, recency bias because, yes, she performed and won all these lip syncs, and there was like the sort of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, precedent of her winning and doing well because we were watching it as the episode went on. Mm-hmm. Eureka did all the challenges and was still doing really well and RuPaul still was favoring her, just not giving her the win. And then it's like, like it's like when the most recent person gets, uh, gets brought back into the competition after uh, like a round of eliminations. It's like, okay, you didn't really miss anything. Like what's, mm-hmm. the, what's the point of that? Right. I don't, I, I, Silky won this episode and honestly this season for me with just how, like how she spun around the image of her and, and realistically this episode changed her life. I agree. Yeah. I, I, and I think that Eureka really, cause we were, I, I like Eureka when it's not production favoring her and being like, oh, like Eureka, isn't she so amazing? I like Eureka when she's just normal and on her own, and that's cool. I, agree. I think, and I and I started to really like her again when the season was going on. She wasn't getting pushed into these winning spots, but now it's just happening again. I'm like, God damn it! Yeah, um, obviously we're not going to talk about any results. We don't know anything official, so we yeah. will wait for next week to discuss what will happen. But let's go through untucks a little bit because um, I think mm-hmm. there were a couple key gems through untucked mm-hmm. um how was untucked going to work well we're going to see some of the unseen footage after the eliminations preparations prior to the lip sync and then post smackdown chats which mm-hmm. i think was really interesting to see mm-hmm. um so basically focus on the eliminated girls this yes, episode yeah absolutely basically the eliminated queens are in a tent or in a tiny room no green room unless you're an lip sync assassin mm-hmm. Serena is prepared for the ultimate redemption and she's ready to go to the show. Jiggly is happy that this is happening to fight her way back in. Mm-hmm. Serena does have a lot of feelings, but has joy even though her heart was left on the stage. We then see Jiggly meet her at the table who apologizes to Serena. She was crushed, but understands it was fate that was there for her. Serena is proud to have been able to stand next to a Titan queen like Jiggly, which I think is very generous. Um, and 
they cheers to the two immigrant queens with citizenship. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, it was very, very sweet to see the two of them uh, talk to one another um, and really uh, boost each other through this moment. Um, Silky is so excited to come back and wants to make Rue history. Jiggly is ready for round two and brought her lucky lollipop, which helped her in season four. Ooh, sort of, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't remember the lollipop being the story of her, but yeah, okay. neither do I. Um, Jiggly didn't get as far as she wanted, but she got to reintroduce reintroduce herself to the fandom. It just wasn't her time. Um, and then Silky's fat ass is summoned, and uh, if you notice, Silky's director's chair had the arms off because she could not sit in it otherwise. Um, also, I have a phobia of those director's chairs because I always like fear that's going to happen to me. It's just going to fall apart under my ass. So I don't like director's chairs. They're not comfortable. They're not. They're really yeah. not. Yeah. Um, whoever created them and said this is like a, a symbol of status. No, I don't like director's chairs. No more director's chairs. Let's cancel them. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Jiggly hears the potato chips and Silky's titties and pulls out even more snacks. She had like two bags of shit and yeah. Yeah. she is the Mary Poppins bag of tits. Yeah, the Mary Poppins tits of bags. Wait, what? How does? I guess yeah. I guess that would work. Um, uh, we also forgot to mention when RuPaul was like, "I smell smoked ham." She's like, "Are you ready for Christmas?" Christmas. Yep. Um, Silky is happy to see Jiggly, but sad to see her go again. She tells her she did a good lip sync, and just the bitch might be able to fight her, and uh, she she doesn't want to fight because she's from yeah. New York. Yada is nervous as she lights, and I'm not kidding you, one of the cunt candles that you can buy on WoW Presents. Yep. And she's doing like some meditation. Mm -hmm. She's doing some on yoga. The tile floor of, of, of the bathroom in her hotel room? No, I think this was on set. This was somewhere on set. Okay. Um, but it was the candle that got me. I was like, oh, that's what she asked for. for th that's the candle that they have around that they're going to let her use? Okay. Yeah. Um, she now has a purpose but silky says this competition is made for her and she's just gonna show up it's another disappointment for yara she had a blast but she is done Silky's waiting for yara who got out of drag and you alluded to this earlier about um us not seeing yara depart and everything i think she really was defeated but this was contractually obligated for her so she had to do this bit yeah i think that she was like no nah, i don't want to be here anymore yeah Gotta tell Silky that she sent home, uh, sent her home because she thought she was giving up, but, or she was tired, but Silky tells her that she just took too many steps back. Um, and it, it, it's kind of fun to be able to see this clarity in conversation. Obviously, we've seen in the past, like All Stars 3, where the returning queens get to like fight the girls uh, on the last episode and like throw hammers, but that's because of the cameras. This was nice to hear Yara explain to Silky her thought process because mm -hmm. we don't get that many times and when they do it on the on on all stars five and all stars six where like the surviving uh, girl on the bottom was picked by the winner of the lip sync but didn't win the lip sync it's like there's this sort of like animosity with it but it's like no mm -hmm. like after everything's all said and done they were able to say and have a real conversation yeah you ought to tell silky that she has everything to send everyone home one by one send them home for her serena and jiggly she's carrying all the souls she has eliminated that's a weird image yeah it's like uh like silky nutmeg i'm trying to think of like the 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 bendela christ the like yeah. it's like silky she's the winifred sanderson she's sucking the souls out of the kids 
I would love to see a Black Hocus Pocus. Oh my God, wait a minute. That would be genius. I'm sure that's in the works somewhere. No, like I would like, like how they did like Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella. Rogers and Hammerstein Hocus Pocus. Please make that happen. All right. A second chance means the world to Scarlet and feel sorry for whoever has to lip sync against her. Silky says she's given a new meaning to what a lip sync assassin is. Now Scarlet didn't see it going this way. She gave her all. She is grateful and will learn as much as she can from this. She's leaving, but she has learned the lessons she needs. This is a very different version of Scarlet Envy than we, that we've seen before. She She's more kumbaya in herself, love yourself and love others. Okay. Maybe the assassin was the friends you made along the way. <laughs> exactly. Silky tells Scarlet to perk up Buttercup, but Scarlet is crushed and it hurts the first time and the second time. But Silky tells her that she shouldn't feel bad. Yeah, right. Um, Silky reminds her that Scarlet did vote for her and Scarlet apologizes because she's been on the other side of it now and it really does suck. Silky does tell her that there are versions of them that they didn't see on season 11 because they are now elevated. Um, This was probably the first conversation where you could tell someone was really like not thrilled with the results. Scarlet was not happy. I think so. I... I just think that her and Silky aren't that close of friends. I agree. I think that had it been like someone like Raja sending her home, then I'd been like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like it's fine. Da, 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 da. Like yeah. we had our moment. It's cool. But I think that just her and Silky just are kind of just like, yeah, like coworkers that are good with each other, but not friends, you know? Yeah. But like the Adam Savage and, and Jamie from Mythbusters, they're not friends, but they're- They, they coexist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Silky's face is covered because she wants a surprise. She's the lady of illusion that causes confusion, which is true. We watch as everyone learns that Akira will not be returning, and Silky thinks Akira had a good reason, and she is willing to showcase anything. And now backstage, Silky literally talks to herself. Like, she sets up the whole thing where she is playing both parts based on her two faces. This editing was so funny, and kudos to the editors for making this moment. They did a really good job here. They had every single thing ready to go with this moment. it was so I, well done i th- this deserves an emmy <laughs> yeah it was very very funny and then playing get- this when like the when like they're showing like and in consideration for outstanding show this moment editing, for RuPaul's yeah. Grace. i agree <laughs> jan is excited to take matters into her own hands and thinks the song is less about tricks and more about the energy silky is on lip sync five and wants to show you she can get up swinging no matter how many times you get knocked down and again, Jan now is saying it's bittersweet, but she's proud of everything she has done. She says she will be an all-star again. Okay. No, she won't. Yeah. Um, Jan is not shocked to see Silky and said the only person she could think maybe beat Silky was Akira. Uh, Silky reveals that she decided not to do it. Um, Silky tells Jan that her and Akira FaceTime on the toilet and that's real sisterhood. And I would like to ask you, Adriana, who do you shit time with? I don't know. No, girls don't. Girls don't poop. No, girls don't poop. What is that a myth? Mythbusters, get on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You a don't really shit time with anybody. A real lady doesn't poop. <laughs> I feel like you and Ritzy Bits have definitely had we have a conversation. Not. We have not. We have not. <laughs> we okay. have shit talked. We have not shit FaceTimed. All right. All right. Jan is feeling inspired and it's the beginning of her career, which it is, it's kind of fact because she hasn't really gotten to tour much, but yeah. Good luck to you, girl. Pandora is not gone yet and is super excited to give it her all. Silky is excited for the battle and we'll let them have it. They're only going to want to focus 
on her. Ha ha ha. Pandora says she had a lot of fun and that's all she can do in the end. She thanks the fans for her decade long run on Drag Race. This time Pandora and Silky meet in the dressing room because obviously as we alluded to, this was prior to the rest of the day's filming. Mm-hmm. Um, Silky says she was shocked to see Pandora and they both thought she would have done better. At least she didn't go home third, but Silky has won six in a row. Is Silky officially a lip sync assassin? Yeah. Could you imagine that Silky could have won $60,000 if she were in the competition? Absolutely. I said it from the very beginning when they announced the cast. I'm like, Silky Nutmeg and Nash is going to take out these bitches one by one. Yep. And what (laughs) happened in one episode? Next time they need to give them a prize, give them more incentive to do this kind of challenge. Well, she gave, so what's funny is that people were tipping her on Venmo. She made like at least five figures doing it. Good. Good for her. Yeah. Eureka says this is insane. They're always, there's always another Hooper twist. When Mama Ru tells you to do something, you just show up. Silky has made it to the last battle and she's ready to take down the seventh hoe. Again, the TV shuts off. The echoes of the room reverberate. We got to wait a week, but Raja was here for the drag show, but this shit ain't cool. They don't know who is coming back. Somebody get Trinity some kitty litter. And that is a wrap on Untucked. Yes. I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? I am ready. What is the Lip Sync Showdown's legacy? I think that it's often tainted because of how late in the competition it is, especially mm-hmm. on All Stars. Yes. Um, oftentimes, it's something that is like they bring it back like as almost the penultimate episode, and then it's like, okay, we have to spend the next episode getting rid of this person, so the top four is the same regardless. Mm-hmm. I think this was a different take on it and a different vibe on it. And it was a fresh experience. I would have loved to see this return in any other season, but it can't be every season because right. that ruins. Can you expect it. Yeah. 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 Will the returning Queens return impact the rest of the season? I don't think so. I think that the winner is going to be Raja O'Hara. I don't think that anyone else in the cast holds a candle to her storyline her outlook and what production has been giving to them so you do you think that whoever comes back is going back right home i think that they're not going to make it to the top three i don't know if they're going to send someone home when they win as like their gift for winning or i don't know if they're going to like win the next challenge like how uh latrice did on all stars four but i don't think that this ultimately matters in the grand scheme of things. This episode was more about taking a character study of who was left in the show and giving them moments to shine. All right, we'll see yeah. what happens next week. Yeah. Is it official that Silky will be a future lip sync assassin on an all-star season? No. No, no, you don't think no, so? no, of course not. I think that um, unless their contract with like that exclusivity period counts lip sync assassins as like, a, as like a thing and they're not like on a different sort of contract, I think that Silky's done. I don't think she okay. really, I think that they may bring her back for like a gimmick or like mm-hmm. as like a reference as like a funny thing. But like, I think that Silky has shown what she needs to show. And I think that she doesn't need to come back. All right. Yeah. You kind of alluded to this, but I ask it every episode after 10 episodes, the winner of the season is Raja O'Hara. It's been her since episode two, episode two, I think. All right. I, I'm not sure I can agree with the Raja win. I personally mm-hmm. am not 
uh, sure that she is an all-star and deserves to be in the same sentence as the people in the Hall of Fame. Um, Me neither. But I think that she's winning because I think the producers want to send the message that it doesn't it doesn't matter how you started or where you came in as or what happened to you on your first season. The villain edit is only temporary. And I think they're doing that so that way the other girls that go on the show will be less scared of being the villain. Right. I I'm still I think. I don't know. I there's still something in me that says Kylie's going to get it. I feel like Kylie is like Chad Michaels on season four. Mm -hmm. She's a great queen. She is undeniably talented, but she was going against Sharon Needles. I think what the next week's challenge, as we've learned, is going to be uh, the charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent monologues. Um, Obviously a riff off of the vagina monologue. So it's storytelling. Um, Not an easy thing to do. Not an easy thing to do. Um, this feels like an Emmy bait challenge as opposed to a challenge that is going to um, get you a top four that is worthy of it. But if it's a storytelling challenge, I think that Kylie has an incredible story that may boost a win. I think Trinity is going to lose next episode. I think so too, simply because um, it's a storytelling challenge. It's a storytelling challenge. And that's why I think this bullshit is really upsetting and bullshit. She should be in the top four and she's going to lose that spot because of the stupid twist. I don't think it's because this, I don't think it's because of the stupid twist. I think that she would, if it was only a top three that was moving on after this episode, she was going to lose the next challenge anyway. That's fair. We'll see. Yeah. Adriana Trenta, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you got coming up? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Facebook, all at it's Trenta bitch because what it is Trenta bitch because everyone always says Ariana and not Adriana. So I'm just like, just call me Trenta. Um, you can also, if you want to see upcoming shows, uh, visit my merch, um, see more of me. I have a website, adrianatrenta.com. Um, also, uh, just come out to some of my shows. I am at the spot on Thursdays, uh, which is a brand new bar. Uh, and I'm over at Rebar on Sundays. So come by. It was such a pleasure talking about this wild journey with you. I'm so happy you invited me for this. The biggest thanks to Adriana for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.